Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there, everybody. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast. And today we are going to talk about something that comes up so often with new and even clients who've been with me for a while, and that is how to be more present. And I will say with prospective clients and just people out there in general, when I go speak and tell people what I do, probably one of the biggest complaints I hear is I have trouble being present. My mind wanders. I can't seem to control it. The next thing I know, I've not really caught the whole conversation. I've lost track of my thoughts, like all these things. Like we have trouble being present. And we find that our mind is going a million miles an hour and there's too many thoughts all jumbled in it. And we wish we could just be more in the moment, more present able to truly listen and pay attention to what's going on around us, to what others are saying to us without all of these other thoughts getting in the way. And then also the ability to quiet our mind and be more present with ourselves that this is another complaint I hear a lot is whenever clients especially start to do meditation or other mindfulness exercises to help train their brain to be more present and become more self-aware more quickly when their mind has wandered and then take care of it, you know, and then and self-correct. How their thoughts just seem to go crazy and their mind wanders and it seems to them that a bit of time goes by before they even notice it and how frustrating that is to them. And so I wanted to talk about that today because it actually came up in a recent session a about a month or so ago at the time I'm recording this. And yes, AP, if you are out there listening, those are your initials. Thank you so much. I told you I have to talk about this on a future Life and Law podcast episode. And I got to get this in soon. And so here we are talking about it thanks to the session that we had. So let's just get clear what it means to be present. Because I think that there are some misconceptions about how the brain works and how it's supposed to work. The fact is, your mind is going to wander. Like, it's natural for your mind to wander. And frankly, as busy as we are, and this go, 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 go mentality, when we do slow down, it's pretty normal for a bunch of thoughts to come out, okay? Because we've been focusing and over-focusing on things that we need to get done and we need to be doing and thinking about things that are upcoming that we need to get done and that are due, that we repress a bunch of other thoughts that are in there that want to get out, that need to get out. And so I do want you to realize 
that mind wandering in and of itself isn't always a bad thing. You just don't want it to go all over the place while you're with someone and talking to someone so that it takes away from your ability to fully hear them, to fully listen, and to fully be there with them, right? And so that's what we're really talking about. And I don't want you, if you are doing a mindfulness activity, including a meditation, there's lots of different activities and we can get into some of them later on. There is no reason to get frustrated or upset with yourself. And we talked about this also in an interview I had a couple of months ago with Lexley Overton. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes, but she talks also about how the mind works and how we need to stop arguing with it and how simple meditation can be and how it's okay sometimes if your mind wanders and there's nothing wrong with you, that's actually pretty normal. So I'm here to reiterate that fact, okay? Meditation and mindfulness and being more present in the moment is not about making your mind go blank. It's not about not having thoughts. What it is about is learning to become more self-aware so that we can self-correct and self-regulate ourselves more quickly and better. And then become better listeners and more present over time. It is a process and we do have to train ourselves because we create habits that become automatic that we don't even know we've created. So have you ever driven yourself somewhere that you drive almost every day, maybe to work or to your child's school for drop-off or pickup, and you get there and you realize, I remember getting in the car, I remember the first couple of minutes of my drive, but the next, the next thing I know, I'm here, and I don't really remember much of my drive at all. Scary, right? <laughs> it's an automatic habit. You were not fully present in that drive. And that's really easy to, to do when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Your brain starts to take over, and it just realizes, oh, I'm on the same route. And so habitually... It kind of lets you wander off and not pay as much attention to what you're doing in the moment, which can be good and bad, right? If you're driving, not always so great because you may not have as as much attention on the road on what's going on around you as you would like, as you should. But it's also what helps us when a parent has passed or a good friend is really sick and you've just gotten the news and you have to have that drive right? And so there's good and bad to it. So number one, the whole point of being more present is to, again, become more aware so that you can self-correct and self-regulate over time better and better and better. But it is not about going blank. And it is absolutely okay if your mind sometimes wanders because that is the natural way of your mind. Your mind has all these thoughts caught up in it, okay? And they need to get out. And so when we take a couple of minutes to proactively be still, to give our brains that space, your mind is very unlikely to be just blank because all those thoughts want to bubble up. They want to come out. And that's actually can be a good thing. So that's part of the point 
for doing mindfulness and meditation exercises is to give your brain that space. And if things need to come out, get okay with allowing them to come out. In fact, this is part of my Get Re-Energized self-care challenge, but one of the things I recommend when clients are having trouble meditating or having trouble whenever their mind needs space. And this includes when you need to go to bed. I had a client once who said, you know, everything seems fine. I can even meditate fine because I have a focal point. But as soon as I try to go to sleep, my head hits that pillow within a minute. It's like thoughts are shooting out and I cannot go to sleep because I can't be present enough with myself. When I'm in that moment, it's like my mind wants to follow every little trail and then I get upset and frustrated and I argue with myself almost and I'm trying to convince myself to just go blank. Why do I have to think about all these things? No, no. When you give your mind space and things are coming out like that, it's a sign that they need to come out. And so there's a couple of ways that you can deal with that. So way number one is especially helpful If you're laying down trying to go to sleep or you're in a moment where you're really frustrated that your mind is wandering the way it is, instead of being frustrated, instead of trying to argue with it and tell it to stop or convince yourself you shouldn't, take a deep, slow breath in and out of your nose and remind yourself that this is normal. This is the way the brain works and it's totally okay. And then just imagine those thoughts as they come out, they need to get out. Imagine them floating away. My son Noah does this especially when he goes to sleep, and we've had to work with him recently on this. He likes to think of them as clouds drifting off, just drifting off, and he kind of imagines that. Allow that and see how that works because you're just letting it out. The other thing, and this is the part that's part of my self-care challenge that I mentioned a moment ago, is sometimes... You need to take maybe 10 or 15 minutes before you ever lay down. This is what I had a client try out, and this worked really well for her. If your mind is just like got too much and you just can't, you don't want it there, give yourselves 10, 12, 15 minutes of silence at night before you go to bed. Have a journal with you. Breathe slowly through your nose and just let the thoughts come out and imagine them again drifting away. But You have the journal with you for a reason. It's so that you can make note of the thoughts that come out that you deem important enough to make note of. Oftentimes, things that come out, we don't need to make note of. There are pieces of conversations that are just like wanting to get out. There are little reminders that you think, okay, yeah, no, I remember that, or I already have that noted, or that's already in my calendar. But sometimes things come out, they're like, ooh, I don't want to forget that that's a new idea. That's creative. Or that's a reminder I've forgotten about. I need to make note of this. That's what the journal and pen is for. Mark those things down. That way you won't forget and you can check on them the next day. Set a timer. Give yourself 10 minutes. If you need more, you can go 12 or 15. And then do a quick little simple breath or some type of meditation that helps to relax you as you go to bed. And I have a favorite that I like to do that it's it's a body relaxation that's not mine. It's uh, from somewhere else that I will link to for those of you who are interested in um, getting a meditation for nighttime. That's 
actually a like a body scan that really relaxes you and it helps you go to sleep that you might want to try out. So highly recommend that. So those are my recommendations for those of you who have all those thoughts and get really frustrated with not being present for yourself when you're trying to be quiet and get some space, and especially when you're trying to go to sleep. Something else I want to talk about, this whole point of what's the point of mindfulness and meditation? Why do we do it? Well, yes, it helps to train your mind to become more self-aware of when we wander so that you can notice it and self-correct it quickly and get back into the moment. It also helps for long-term self-regulation. That's what I mean when I say self-awareness, correction, and regulation. The regulation is more, the more you do these things, the more you learn to notice and correct. Over time, you train your brain to become more present for longer without it wandering. Now, it's still going to wander upon occasion, but you get better at staying more present in the moment and not wandering as often. Also, by doing some of the exercises that we're going to go through and the ones I've just told you about, about noticing your thoughts and imagining them coming out and paying attention to only the ones that are important so that you can come back to them later, that's going to help you not wander as much anyway because you're giving your brain the space through these types of exercises to allow those thoughts to come out at the proper time when you want them to, when you're proactively doing these exercises. So it's going to help you stop the mind wandering at the wrong times, at the inappropriate times. That's one of the big points also we don't think about, right? We think about, well, I want to do these meditations or these other mindfulness exercises so that I can train my brain to be more present. But the fact of the matter is it can only be so present so much of the time. Like your thoughts do need to get out. You need to give yourself space. And so by scheduling in time for these activities, for these strategies that I've talked about before, that I will talk about again here, um, I'm going to suggest some. And then I also have a free resource for you that I highly recommend you download. It's called 5-Minute Stress Solutions. And there are eight exercises in there to help you quiet your mind, refocus, and train your ba- brain to be more present. So please grab that if you don't have it already. The point of these is to take time out to allow your brain to do that. Because sometimes mind wandering is actually a good thing. I think I've mentioned this before, and I don't remember what episode it was. I, if I can remember it, I will link to it. But mind wandering is necessary sometimes for connections. It helps you make connections between dis- what th- feels like disparate thoughts, those aha moments where we had this huge self-discovery or, oh my gosh, that's how to do it or this is how these things link up. Those aha moments we feel like come out of nowhere often are created from giving our brains space to wander so that we can make those connections not subconsciously but consciously. So that's part of the point for utilizing these exercises. Yes, they train you to be more present, 
when you need and want to be. But then they also give you that space for making the connections, for figuring things out, for more creative thinking, for allowing your mind to wander at the appropriate time. And then the final point that I also think is not talked about enough that I wanted to mention here for learning how to utilize mindfulness and meditation is we talked about the automatic earlier, right? The driving in the car and hardly remembering your drive. It helps to train your brain to do less of the autopilot, to become more intentional and be more aware. A large piece of that self-awareness is so that you cannot just become more self-aware of you and your thoughts and your own self-regulatory issues that you want to self-regulate. But it starts to open up your awareness in general of people, of other people's emotions, of how to read others, of situations. It helps you, as I said, to make better mental connections. What all of that ultimately does is helps you make better decisions. Because you perceive things better, more realistically. It improves your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is really about a couple of things. It's about you being more self-aware, but you also being more aware of other people and their emotions and their reactions in the moment and being able to better read people. And then also able better able to self-regulate yourself, and then also better able to help meet others where they are and know how to intuitively speak and show up for people, speak to people and show up to them in a way that they're more open to hearing whatever it is you're trying to say to them. That's what emotional intelligence is. And if you want to learn more about emotional intelligence, I have a whole episode on what is emotional intelligence and really the core pieces of what they are. So I will link to that episode as well. I've got a lot of links to other episodes we're going to send you to, but if you haven't heard these, I highly recommend you go back, take some time and listen to them because they're going to be really helpful. But this is ultimately what coaching helps with. We have an upcoming episode in a few episodes where I'm going to talk about what is coaching because I get that question a lot. Well, what is coaching exactly? For people who've never been coached before, have never worked with a, a, a coach, coach like me. And this is one of those things. It helps you with all of this. So by utilizing these strategies, by employing a coach even, you are going to become more emotionally intelligent, which also means you're going to start making better decisions for yourselves and you're going to meet other people and start making better decisions for others as well the decisions that impact others, because you're going to see that better. All of that just by focusing in, first and foremost, on your mind, on how your mind works, on how it thinks, on when your thoughts come out, on being more present in the moment, but then also allowing your mind to wander when it needs to in a very proactive way, and then training it to come back as it needs to. That's the benefit of mindfulness and meditation. Okay, so hopefully I have given you a lot to think about. I have kind of addressed this in a little bit of a different way. I knew that I needed to talk about this when I talked with my client about it because she had listened to several of my episodes already around mindset and meditation and ways to help be more present, and yet it still wasn't working 
for her. And so when we talked around it this way, it was like this epiphany of, oh my God, yes, I can embrace this. This is why. And so I hope that it helps you also to embrace doing these types of things, these exercises. So a couple of quick ones that I will recommend for you. Number one, download 5-Minute Stress Solutions. It has a bunch of stuff in it that will help you. If you would like to get started before you even download it, here are a couple that I recommend. Definitely start if you have this mind of that wanders that you really can't control with the 10 minutes of just quietness somewhere, get comfortable, have a journal next to you, set a timer, turn off all your electronics, like put it up, put your phone on airplane mode, and then jot down the thoughts as they come out and imagine all the others just kind of drifting off and just breathe and be okay with that. As far as a meditation that I find a lot of people who have really get frustrated with their mind wandering like to start with is the 478 technique where you breathe in. So when you're doing a meditation, typically you're breathing through your nose and you want to breathe in and then out through your nose and you're breathing out. You want to be a little bit longer than your in breath. It helps to relax your mind and slow things down. So 478 forces you to really focus in on your breathing better because you're counting. So you breathe in for a count of four. You pause and hold your breath for a count of seven. And then you breathe out very slowly for a count of eight. And I recommend doing that at least three to five times in a row to kind of help slow things down when you need it. So that's a really good way to just start a meditation. Another way is a mindfulness exercise. It's not a pure meditation, but it has a lot of similar effects because it forces you to focus in, again, on specific things. So I want you to, the next time you're eating something, take the first two to three minutes, try to do three if you can, where you take bites slowly. And before you even put it in your nose, take a look at what you're eating and take 30 seconds to really notice How does it look? Like, what does it look like? What color? What, you know, what different colors? You know, maybe you're looking at a salad and you notice all the different colors and you notice the textures. And then take 20 seconds or more to really breathe it in and pay attention to the smell, right? What does it smell like? You're using your senses here and you're forcing your brain to focus in on one sense at a time. So look, smell. then in your mouth and pay attention to how it feels. Not taste, but feels in the mouth. Then take another bite and really pay attention to how it tastes. Like use your full senses as much as you can. Then take another bite and pay attention to how it sounds as you're chewing, okay? So that's one way, and you do that for just a couple of minutes. Go through all of that once, twice, or even three times. Another great mindfulness technique that'll help you be more present and help you train to be in the moment is whenever you're walking, to focus in on your senses there. So start with how it feels when you walk, like notice your feet and the feeling of the reverberations and how it feels every time you take a step. And after a minute of that, focus in on what you smell, right? And take a minute for that. And then focus in on what you hear. 
and then what you see. And you can change, you know, the order of things. If you have a water or another drink with you, focus in on what you taste. Use your senses. And you can do that anywhere, but I find it really helpful when you're walking outdoors. So today we talked about why mindfulness and meditation is so important. How to utilize some very simple exercises to be more present, not allow your mind to wander when it shouldn't, but then also how to allow it and why to allow it to wander wander upon occasion, that it's not always a bad thing. I hope you got a lot out of it. Don't forget to download 5-Minute Stress Solutions. It really will help you. And it's not just about stress. It's about training your mind to be more present, to have a more positive outlook, to become more self-aware, to self-regulate better, all of the above. That's it for today. We'll be back with a guest next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow and or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life and Law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.